Perfect Spice Choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterby Rocka. Listen, we have an amazing show for you today. He is a five-time published author and a film producer, just released his first feature film. Can you all please show some love for Darian McGee? Hey, how are you? Hello, how are you doing? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm, I'm excited to speak to you. So I like to dive right on in. Can you tell everybody a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I'm from Sarasota, Florida. Um, I am a five-time published author. I have three children's books, one self-help book, uh, How to Deal with Death and Missing Your Loved One. And I have one novel that I just released and it's called Rewind. I've been writing for about uh, about, 10, about 10 years now as far as books. But uh, I actually took film classes way back in 2004. And my teacher was Lisa Rosenthal. And she was the... Uh, executive producer for the prince of bel-air for like two seasons so in class she always kept comparing me to will smith like you can do this you can do this so years later i'm finally doing it <laughs> okay. okay so let's go back a little bit you started off with three children's book when did you when did you know that you wanted to start writing because that's not just something you're like hey i'm gonna be an author Okay, so it's funny that you asked me that question. Um, I always wanted to write a book, but I would try. I'd write a few chapters and I could never finish. And when I was younger, you know, I used to try to rap game. So what I decided to do was uh, write a children's book, but my books rhyme. So that way my writing and my rhyming skills. And I did some research on the top three selling children's books. And they're actually books that rhyme, books with uh, short stories, and books with illustrations. So I decided to put all three in one book. I just want to do something like something different. And it actually uh, it actually worked out much better than my music career. <laughs> Sad to say, but it is what it is. <laughs> at at what point do you think someone should call themselves a, a, a writer? Uh, you know, I feel like whatever makes that person happy. You know, if you write one point and that makes you uh, a writer, then kudos to you. Now, when you start speaking in professional terms, things of that nature, you know, once you really get a published work or, you know, depend on if you're writing music, screenplays, books, each, each, each area has a, a pinnacle or a level that you can actually consider yourself a writer, in my honest opinion. You know, so for the book, you know, you want to be published, then you can say you're an author, you know, you're a published author. Um, as a songwriter, hey, you get a song on a radio or you get a certain amount of followers, hey, you know, you're you're a writer now. Uh, or you get it on nowadays social media, so you get you a nice little following, you know, now you, you write music. Um, now when it comes to movies, from my experience, I
You are a five-time author and yes, ma'am. You have three children's books, like you said, a self-help and a novel, right? Yes, ma'am. And then you already explained how you went about coming into going into making your children's books and why. But I can say going from a children's book to now your self-help, which is talking about how to deal, how to with, deal death. with death. Yeah. Okay. So that's a big shift. So what made you, you know, go from Johnny and the light, don't be a bully, believing you and others to how to deal with death. That's serious. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Johnny and the light is a children's Christian book. And as a kid, you know, not to try to spook anybody out, but I would see spirits. I, I would hear voices. And I was raised in a, a Christian household. And my grandparents, they're really deep into the Lord. And my granddad would talk to God and would come tell you what God said. And he came and told me that I was anointed one day. And I didn't understand what that meant until I became grown, of course. So one night in particular, you know, I woke up and seen this shadow spirit standing over my bed. So make a long story short, you know, I used to be scared of the dark. And I had these weird experiences. As I got older, I realized what it was. So I wrote Johnny in the Light to teach kids to call on the Son of God. Because when I did that, they ran. So I figured if it helped me, it'll help them. It'll help the world. You know, that's what the boogeyman really is, in my opinion. So it's all spiritually related. It's a tie as far as doing the work of God in my mind, because I don't feel like I really did the work of God with my music. I was trying to please the streets. So this part of my life, I want to be different. And with that being said, my second kid's book, Believe in You and Others Will Too, it's a positive, motivational book. And then Don't Be a Bully, you know, another positive book. And then I transitioned into a more serious book, like you said, on how to deal with death and missing your loved ones. You know, I've, I've lost my mom, I've lost my dad, I've lost my brother, and I've lost my grandfather. Mm. And um, I meet a lot of people that struggle with that, and I struggle with it. So I just figured, you know, let me share the things that I did that kept me going and that made me more positive and start living again and enjoying life and actually learning how to celebrate death. So I figured I'd share that. Okay. That's deep. So can you give us maybe two two topics on how to deal with death? I sure, I sure can. So my advice and what I tell people and what I did was just really I uh, went back to my my roots as far as my spirituality and understanding why do people die why do we have to die why do we all die you know and death is the wages of sin so it's that uh the understanding that we all gotta go you know and with that being said i started watching a lot of youtube videos of people that actually passed away and then came back to life and i started you know listening to what they actually saw while they were on the other side and that really gave me a lot of comfort to just really know even though you have your faith it's the difference when you just have blind faith and where you can actually see somebody and hear their stories and a majority of all of them have the same type of experience so in my mind that let me know like yo this is real that stuff is real and i actually my mom visited me one day you know i'll be honest with you and uh i was crying like mom you left me i went to her spot where she passed away at you know just crying like mom you, you left me mom you didn't come visit me you haven't talked to me yet because we had a, a close relationship like really close mm -hmm. and then suddenly my brother's doorbell where I was at uh his doorbell was broke and then it just rung <laughs> I swear the wires and stuff was hanging out and it just dun, dun, it got stuck like eh. so I go to the door everybody sleep and I look around nobody's outside and I look at the doorbell and the wires are like fused together like melted together and I just saw those wires and they weren't like that so in my mind I said my mom just she's funny like she always had a great sense of humor mm -hmm. so just really make a long story short to do a recap is you know one just really focus on life after death and when you mm -hmm. focus on life after death if you really believe that person is in a better place then understand what that better place is okay so of your five books which one is your favorite oh man i put so much into each one but i will have to say rewind i will have to say rewind and why well that's my first novel and then i'll be completely honest with you, you know, god told me to write that book you know uh one day i was in my room about four o'clock in the morning and out the clear air a voice just said write the movie and I, I felt the spirit of like Nipsey Hussle and Malcolm X. I could just feel them in the room with me. It's hard to explain, but I felt them. I could just feel it. I could feel mm -hmm. 
and I started writing and I lost my brother to cancer, you know. So I figured, you know, I'm gonna take that story and add some to it. And it's a powerful, it's powerful. And it turned into a movie. So I have to go with Rewind. Okay. So speaking of Rewind, your novel, because we're going to get to the film part okay. later on. But what part of the book was the hardest part writing? <sighs> the hardest part of the book was really writing on Andre Jones. Um, that character, that was the hardest part for me because it was based off my brother. So me losing him and uh, reliving that. And I had to rewrite that story about three different times. So that was difficult. We taking another pause for the Cause Transparency Talks podcast, baby. We keeping it in that ATL. This is Erica Dawson, one of my homegirls with Deserving. Lately I had to call back. Lost myself at first, it was all bad. Finally escaped from a dark past. All that hurt and pain was holding me back. Ooh, all these different phases. So many trials and tribulations. Oh, broken in different places. In a different space, no more work. Cause I. Protected. A different pattern, I'm ready for my best friend Authentic love, don't wanna second guess it I fall, hope you're ready to catch me All these different phases So many trials and tribulations oh, Broken in different places In a different space, no more work cause I There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbiraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. All right, so I'm a new writer and I want to get started. I got a story to tell. I want to get my, my ideas out of there. I don't know what to do. What's your advice? Okay. Well, my, my advice is to put together an outline. My advice is to uh, actually decide what you want your story to be about. You know, you want to have uh, your main your main topic. You know, you want to have a conflict within the story. You want to actually, uh, you know, have a resolve. In my opinion, the best stories have lessons in them. 
So you want to really write that outline out about what's going on, why it's happening. You know, you want to have your your climax. You want to have your plot. You know, you want to really put that outline together. And then um, you want to come up with your characters. And you want to actually do a character description for each character. You know, how do they look? What color are they? You know, be as detailed as possible so when you start casting for them, uh, people that audition, they'll have a better idea of how to get into character for your auditions. Um, and then once you have those those main things, then you want to actually write your story out on a professional format like Final Draft 12. Um, I suggest that. I suggest typing it out over writing because you have to do it over again anyway. You might as well just type it from the beginning. Save yourself, mm-hmm. save yourself a lot of time, trust me. Right. But so Final the- Draft is for, is for your film. Correct. If I'm trying to write my books, oh. what am I writing on? All right. So to be honest with you, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Me personally, um, I will use the same exact format as I would with the movie. You know, your outline, your characters. Um, you might even want to do a timeline, you know, between the year of 2012 and 2015. You know, what happened in that time frame, you know, and that way it'll help you. It'll help guide you through the book. Um, me personally, I would just say regular paragraph form, um, and do the best you can, but then hire a professional editor, somebody that, you know, once you have the story done, get somebody that can edit it and actually correct all your mistakes. You cannot go wrong doing that. You know, what's so crazy. I was, that was my next question. How important is having a professional editor in the development of your book? It is extremely important because they'll see the mistakes that you didn't see. You know, you'll think you have everything perfect. And once you get it back, you'll see that, you know, you made a lot of mistakes. And even then, after you get it edited, I've had books edited and still found a couple of mistakes. But the four or five mistakes I found, you know, they saved me from making 100. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, So, yeah definitely want to get it edited and maybe get somebody you know to edit it first and then the final final edit gets a professional and pay them for it because that's very important i've seen authors with uh book covers with misspelled titles mm. i'm like Yo, you know it's, it's spelled wrong right it's like i'm like oh man oh man that sucks speaking yeah. of speaking speaking of book covers did you create your own characters? You already had an idea of how you wanted your characters to look and everything, or did you just hire out? Or I'm new, so how do I do this? Because I got you. I you're got an you. expert. You got five books, so you should, you're gonna be able to tell everybody That's how right. to start I, this. I, I, I got you. So in the beginning, as, as I explained, to uh, develop your characters in the character description, how they look, their age, even put down their professions. You know, with that being said, then if they're if this character is a mechanic, you know what kind of clothes he wears. You know, you want to develop his personality, and once you have that down, then it translates. I use an illustrator, but I explain to them exactly how this character is, the character description, you know what's going on at, on this page. But I always give them the character description per character, so they know exactly how I want them to look, and then I'll co-sign on the illustrations once I get them. Like, yes or no. I don't like his hair. I need his hair to be a little more. Every little detail. Yeah. You know, your character has curls. Does, it, does your character have cornrows? Is this character bald-headed? Is this character Hispanic? Is this character white? Is this character black? You know, you really, every little detail. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the detailing. I, I, I had someone else do my illustrations, but I knew exactly what I wanted. And because I do edit and because I do graphics and different things, I could give them the idea of what I wanted. But I was to the T. I mean, from the shoes to the everything that every person in my book had on, I knew exactly what I wanted. And they was trying to, I think, you know, sometimes illustrators will try you because they try to impress upon you you, their ideas. Right. you You want their ideas, too. You should be open. Yeah, yeah. You you have, right. But if you have, you know, if you know this is what you want and this is what you're paying for, no, I want them to have on blue jeans. No, I want them to have on Converse. Whatever the case may be, you need to be very specific and know what you want for your own project. 
Exactly. I completely agree with you. Indie artists. We are looking for that fire. So if you got that heat and want international exposure for your next single, contact our team for submissions details. Exposure in Italy, London, Japan, South Africa, Nigeria, and Canada. Serious inquiries only on Instagram and Facebook at Transparency Talks Podcast. On average, when you get into your zone of writing, how how long does it typically take you to write a book? It depends on what I'm writing. I'll be completely honest with you. I've mastered the art of writing children's books. Mm-hmm. You know, um, since I used to do music and I still dabble in music. I did some for my movie. But um, to me, a kid's book is like a 20 bar rap verse. And I just break it down like four sentences, two sentences, between two to five sentences per page. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it flows over to the next page. So I pretty much just write a 20 bar rap verse and I make sure that it all makes sense and it all has a story and it all has a lesson in it. And I can do that in like an hour and a half, maybe an hour. 
Yeah. I, got, I, got, I can write like five kids books in one day. How, what do you think is the longest process? For me, I think it was the illustration part of it. Yes. Once it's wrote, then the, the get, getting it published. You know, I went through a, uh, you know, an indie publisher. I'm self-published, but I've been talking, I'm looking for a literary agent. So any, mm -hmm. any literary agents listening or watching, you know, please let's, let's talk. But, um, you know, that's how you're going to lock your big deal in. But the longest process is actually getting the book published. The mm -hmm. whole, you know, uh, the editing takes a while, but mm -hmm. then going through getting the book put together and getting your codes on there, um, your barcodes and copyrights, and that's the longest process. That could take up to two months, maybe three months. So why is it important to have a literary agent? If you take your craft professional and you're trying to make money off your work and you want to be taken serious and you want your work worldwide, you know, you can publish it yourself, but a literary agent is going to shop your work around to traditional publishers and you can get paid for your work you can sell your rights and you can make some money mm -hmm. take take care of yourself and your family okay so walk me through when you are writing what's your creative space like depends on what i'm writing about you mean my books or my movies your books right <laughs> my, my books so me i i have a lot of books in my head already it's like a gift. I can remember whole books and whole movies, but I will forget your birthday. You know, I forget about. <laughs> Don't ask me why. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> so my creative space is like wherever my heart is on. I'm really depends on what if I'm feeling it. If it's like a burning desire, mm -hmm. then I shut I shut everything down. You know, I've had females stop talking to me because I became inconsistent once I started writing. You know, I didn't answer the phone. I didn't call back. You know, like hey, I'm here. You know. They, you spending too much time writing, so I had to let them go. So my creative space is just really not being bothered. I need quiet. Um, I like to close my eyes, and I can see it like it's a, a movie projector. I can see it right in front of me, and I become an observer. I can hear the voices. I can hear the dialogue. I can see what's going on in the background, and I just write down what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. I want to talk about writer's block. But I want to talk about it in regards to your film, because going from I'm, I'm an author and I'm a film director as well and producer as well. Awesome. Going from it being going from a book to now being on big screen and going into final draft and having to put the characters and the actions and the different things and really, you know, fade to black on this part and really yeah. write it all out. How different is it? And did you come across any writer's block no honestly it's not that different if you think about it because you pretty much have the blueprint with the book mm -hmm. it's, it's all about just uh rewriting it that's the hardest part is to write all that over again you know a novel is like twenty thousand words and so my rewind is actually chapters like one through ten it's the first half of my novel so rewind part two will be the second half of my novel uh, so there's no writer's block because I have the book and all I'm doing is just copying what I wrote in the book, but um, I'm adding more to it. You know, I'm seeing and uh, I'm thinking about my budget when I film it. I'm thinking about locations as I write it. I, I have a low budget, so I can't write a scene fighting on an airplane, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> or jumping off a train, you know. So as I'm writing the, the book, I'm reading the movie, as I'm writing, the, excuse me, as I'm writing the story, for the movie, I'm reading my book at the same time. And my character dialogue, it's all the same. I'm writing down what's going on in the background. The only difference is, is uh, your camera. You wanna, uh, you know, direct the cinematographer through your screenplay. So that way when you film it, everybody knows exactly what to do. For example, like you said, Fade to Black, that's when you're changing scenes. But during, the, during this particular scene, uh, I might say camera zooms in on Deshaun's face. Uh, camera zooms, you know, switches over to Desiree. You know, I'm, I'm telling the cinematographer exactly what to do and what's going on. So it's pretty much that's what the screenplay is. It's the whole entire blueprint. And if you're copying off your book, it shouldn't be any writer's block.
like the show then make sure to share your favorite episode and subscribe to the transparency talks podcast i just know that for me the the film was definitely a lot more detailed like yeah you have to get out of your head and literally tell them every single thing that you want i want you to be coming deshaun i have a character deshaun in my film oh, oh yeah Sean goes to the refrigerator then comes back into the living room like you have to be extremely detailed what was some of the challenges doing your film Ooh, it was so many i don't know where to begin well the first challenge was uh COVID. You know, mm-hmm. I started I started during COVID and we had to stop. And then uh, you know, we went I went through a financial situation where, you know, being laid off and everything, I had to wait till I till the next year. So once I got started and really went in, my biggest challenge was actually finding the right people to the right cast members to play the roles. Because mm. You know, when you have auditions, you want to advertise the auditions. That's a challenge in itself for people to even show up and want to be a part of what you're doing. Right. So you have to make sure that it's enticing. You have to have a really good storyline. You have to, when you post it on these certain pages in these groups, you want to have something that that people are interested in becoming a part of because it's your first movie and you're not paying all these people unless you got this this huge budget. But most uh, filmmakers' first movie is not a huge budget. So that's the biggest challenge of actually recruiting people or, or having people to audition and accept the roles and they're not getting paid right then and there but to actually you know a lot of them be their first time actually so you have to and a lot of them appreciate it but you know they're building a portfolio they're building their resumes up you're getting them a real headshot so you're really giving them their starting package so that's a challenge and then actually to complete the film most film producers and filmmakers will tell you if someone completes a whole entire movie hey you gotta give them their kudos because most people just have a dream it is hard because it's not just you you have a team and everybody has to do their part so to actually select the people and put them in the right places is not easy for everyone unless you have some type of recruiting background like me i got a five-year background in recruiting 
So it was like pretty much taking all my talent that I used to make other companies wealthy and put it all in my movie. So that right there is a, the, I'll say that's one of the biggest challenges is making sure you get the right people in the right part. And you have dedicated people because you might have someone playing a part or a, a role with all the skill in the world, but they have a poor attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, they might uh, be good in the beginning and become jealous or be- start bickering with other castmates. So they might show up late and think you should let them be late all the time. So being tough and telling a person once or twice and then replacing them with somebody else. Amen. Have, I had to do that quite a bit. I had to do that. that. Yeah, that was tough. But if you if you if you got that creativity where you can move on the fly and then improv. You really get somebody that's dedicated versus somebody with all the skills in the world. So that's another tough part. I can keep going, but <laughs> it's so much. Let's well, try to get the most about rewind. About rewind? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is a project that's near and dear to my heart. And I must say I've been getting a lot of great feedback. And I'm so thankful to everyone that's watched the movie and that will watch the movie in the future. And um so this is about an author his brother comes down with cancer and the author's cousin um, they find out a cure that's a plant Um, the author's brother is more traditional and he decides to focus on the doctors however uh, with that being said the doctors let him down and they found out later that the plant really does cure diseases and it cures cancer Hmm. And the author becomes very angry. He becomes very angry and he has a a uh, multi-media platform. He's a top-selling, best-selling author. He has a lot of people that follow him. And he went public with that information. And in the the process of doing that, he created some very, very powerful enemies. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the midst of the uh, storyline, he he finds out that he has a uh, ability. We'll call it esokinesis which is reality manipulation I don't, without giving too much of it away. Okay. So your film is on Amazon. People can view it on Amazon and it's now on Plex. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. Uh, I, I appreciate that. That's a, It's a great feeling to look at TV and, and see the movie on there when I was just struggling trying to film it. No, I ate ramen noodles for like two weeks straight. So I, I understand. <laughs> I lost 10 pounds, literally, doing yeah. my <laughs> Yeah, I did too. I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Another thing is uh, I had to edit my own movie. You know, oh, I, wow. I never knew how to do any of that stuff. And uh, I had to, you know, without being negative, you know, the guy I was working with kind of left me hanging. So it just made me dive in. I taught myself on YouTube, YouTube University. Um and man, what software did you use to edit your film? Uh, DaVinci Resolve 17. Okay, one of the top um, editing softwares in in Hollywood. Actually, I had the free version also, you know. And then I got uh, I, I, I did my own scoring. I actually um, you know, got contracts to uh, use the music in the background. Um, got in the studio, recorded some music myself. But I had to learn how to edit, and that was tough. That was scary because I thought I thought the movie was going to be over with. <laughs> I thought we wasn't going to get it done. And, and, and word to the wise, always have you a very, very organized cinematographer. Even if you have to do it yourself, you just want to always be organized. And after every single day of shooting, you make sure you have all of your footage. Do not be like me when you finally decide, you know, I got to do this myself and you look and see you're missing like six scenes. That hurt. My movie is like 42 minutes long and it, it was supposed to be an hour and 20. However, everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and it's just very powerful. And uh, I think it, it was meant to happen that way. Uh, see what the doc prescribed Here's a fine chick with thick thighs And a slim waist to get my Blood pressure down to kick my Feet up, got the love dose Get tired, I ain't in a How she invited me Gotta make sure she feel right with me Gotta make sure she never minus me The brakes off for a center right behind the key Say you've been sick Boy, you've been coming down with something You don't know what it is 
you can feel it in your stomach Maybe it's because she ain't been loving you right When was the last time she put it down on that night And make it break a sweat I put it down like a seasoned vet And then press reset Around three and we ain't done yet I bet you I will Take me like a pill I know how it feels She's making you telling my story right now doing your own film is very challenging and you do have people that will try to come in and manipulate you because they know that you're new and try to mess out of you and then you have to show them you have to show them a whole different side of you exactly like, well, you got the wrong one yeah. <laughs> you have to be a leader when you're dealing with multiple personalities and another yeah. thing about this a lot of guys you know they're not able to put movies together because they fail to realize this very important thing um, everybody has a different and unique personality. You cannot treat everybody the same. You cannot talk to everyone the same, especially when you're the leader, when you're the producer or the director, and you have 25 plus people working with you, and some of them not getting paid. So you have to actually um, learn personality types and learn how to uh, communicate with those different personalities. That's very important, and that that will determine your success on your film, honestly. I agree. Some nuggets. I, I agree. So, so give me, give me the run through of when you had your, your red carpet premiere. So actually, I'm actually going to do it on September 23rd. I decided to do it backwards. I'm okay. not doing the traditional uh, premiere first and then the movie release. We actually released the movie first online and then we're going to have our red carpet. I won't call it a premiere, even though it says premiere, it's more of a cast celebration. Okay. Um, and the support, the family, the support, they're going to all be there. And the cast is already stars, you know, you know, they're already proven. It's not, I've been to a few premieres and the movie wasn't that good, but the crowd was outstanding. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I did it different. I did it backwards. Like, so, you know, when we watch it, we're going to make sure it's good. Everybody already knows it's good. Right. And we're going to celebrate for all the stuff we went through. We're just going to have a great time, take some pictures, walk the red carpet. 
and just celebrate this amazing cast because these guys are awesome. And a lot of these guys never acted before. And I'm just so proud of them. It's, you know, they just, they did great. So with someone who has never acted before, how were you able to pull out what you needed for that scene? It's funny you, you asked me that because this was all of our first time. Well, not my first time, but my first time actually being the guy. Like, this is my movie. I'm over everything. Like, that was the first time I ever did that. So mm -hmm. to answer your question, I just pay attention. I paid attention to everybody. I listened to them. I pay attention. And we actually rehearsed first. We didn't just start filming. We rehearsed in my little living room. We got a little apartment. And we rehearsed for like two or three months straight before we started filming. So I was able to uh, coach as we were rehearsing. And I had my assistant um, producer um, right there with me helping coach everyone you know she had a lot of experience in acting and a lot of us had experience we worked together as a unit as a team so like one of my guys you know it was his first movie ever you know he was you could tell that he had some things that that made him nervous but as we continued rehearsing it's, it just started flowing more natural mm -hmm. and so so and i always start preaching to everyone I'm like hey let's let's be like friday every single character on friday is rememberable they're noticeable they're, you 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 notice you know every character from the smallest character to the boy kicking trash cans over to big worm to felicia to stanley to miss parker like you know you everybody did their part which right. made that movie outstanding and that's what i was trying to install into the cast and i feel like for us being low budget first time ever doing this they they did that yeah. Every character stood out. That's what made the movie so great, you know. I'm slowly turning back to the person I used to be. And I'm trying to stay on track, but I'm defeated by broken dreams, yeah. My mama always told me I can be who I want to be So nobody can hold me Nobody can hold me They won't hold me back now Well it gets harder every day world wants me to change and be conformed to broken dreams But nobody told me that the road would be easy And I know Well it gets harder every day Oh yes it does And the world wants me to change to reality but nobody told me that the road would be easy and I know yes I know it's definitely a, a major accomplishment for you to you know write your your first film produce your first film star in your film and cast your own people like it's not easy but you you, you what i'm trying to say you wasn't afraid to go for it and i commend you for that i had a chance to see the film it was very very good i'm definitely looking forward awesome. to part two awesome maybe we can get a, a feature from you in part two <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no i appreciate it I, I look to have a budget in part two and i just felt like uh god told me to do it so that gave me the confidence like hey you know what i know god said this because that voice that wasn't the devil you know <laughs> i you know i heard it said write the movie so i just knew i can't fail no matter what everybody did what went wrong i knew it was not gonna fail mm -hmm. so okay well i'm definitely wishing you prosperity in your film because i have a feeling this isn't going to be the first film even uh -huh. your part two is not going to be the last you know i can once you get the bug i think for any producer once we get that bug it's, it's on and popping and then you're already a writer so it's easy for you, you can just 
crank them back, you know? It's true. And the, the feedback, I think the biggest thing is the for the first movie, all the love. Of, I mean, it's thousands of people, you know, and it's it's humbling. You know, I can see my insights on Amazon. I'm watching, I'm like, man. Like, you know, it's like I haven't even really started a major marketing campaign, so it's very humbling. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really thankful. I'm thankful for you. I'm just, I'm thankful. You know, it's just, I feel like I have to do this because it's just too much love. Like it's, it's flowing like it's supposed to. Like, it's like, this might be, this is destiny, you know? Yeah. Like okay. This, yes, well, ma'am. Any, any additional upcoming projects for you? I'm actually going to turn my rewind novel into an audio book. Um, <laughs> I should have that ready by I say the end of October, November, the audio book will be out. And then uh, I plan on Rewind Part 2. I plan on filming that maybe next April, May, by next summer. So that's my biggest thing, right? You know, get everything situated. Get my marketing going for this. Don't move too fast. Because I, I, I met Master P in person. Hmm. Okay. At, at my book signing for How to Deal with Death and Missing Your Loved Ones. I had a book signing and he was there. And um, he said something that was that I'll never forget. At that moment, it was like 2019, and he had the movie I Got the Hookup Part Two out. And mm-hmm. Master P said, "You know, one thing, but black people don't do. You know, you say black people, but you know, he said, we don't we don't save our money." And I'm like, "What do you mean by that? I know people that save money." He said, "When it comes to business, I got this movie out, and I'm not gonna touch the money until seven, eight, ten months from now." But when I do, it's going to be a lump sum. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. You know, from a business aspect, just don't, you know, let your money stack up. Put market, promote, let it stack up for almost a year. So that was, that was some great advice. And that came from Master P. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. How can people follow you? Uh, I really appreciate you. Um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on YouTube, but I'm very active on my Instagram and my Facebook. If you type my first in, my first name in, Darian, I come right up. You put in Darian McGee. You can Google me. It all pop right up. I come right up. Um, Instagram, I prefer a DM, but uh, my email also, which is, you know, Darian McGee at gmail.com. Uh, I always check my email. I have a business line, uh, you know, my phone number 407-556-5239. Oh, oh my, 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 my website is authormcgee.com. Sorry about you can't forget about that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, with that being said, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. And we are out of here, everybody. So we will talk to you guys later. i see y'all later. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Transparency Talks podcast. I want to leave you with one of my singles. This is Strange Love featuring Homer Mac. Until next time, talk to you soon. to take it there or would you open up your heart from the start it was over but i see you couldn't see my insane reality is that my love is so strange but you know that's how love goes i said my love is so strange but you know that's how love goes girl i i'm sick and tired of playing those games my pretty baby Pam.